I'm CJ Von Essen. I'm Alexa Zamora. And we will be watching every single comedy movie made in the year 2007. Oh seven. Oh seven. It's 2021. We're here for a clean slate. We're here for a clean slate. What happened the first week of January? You know, nothing. Clean slate. We didn't have a controversy about a man who wouldn't open up his beans for his daughter. Uh, We didn't have uh, a bunch of Trump supporters trying to stage a violent coup at the Capitol building. We didn't have our sitting president get all of his social media taken away, including things like Pinterest and Spotify, and Letterboxd. What is he doing on Letterboxd? None of that happened. You know why, Alexa? Why? Because we're still in the year 2007. Oh, thank God. Thank God we're we're cemented in 2007 to protect us. To protect us. I mean, Obama (laughs) wasn't president, and we still had George George, G.W., (laughs) Um, yeah. And uh, the housing crisis was coming up, but it wasn't there yet. But we didn't we know were about living it. Living in blissful ignorance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just had a war that we had to deal with. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is our se- this is our second Happy New 2007 year. Yes. So Happy New 2007. Twice. Hope uh, twice. Hope all of your holidays have been good. Mm-hmm. Um, we had good. Did you, CJ? Did you have good holidays? I did. I did. Did you? Yeah, I did. I did. And you know what? Because of, you know, all the things that aren't happening, because it is the year 2007. You know, I had a pretty low-key, low-key Christmas, mm-hmm. low-key New Year's. But um, I, I was actually okay with that. And I don't know if that's because I'm getting old and boring. Uh, that's a little scary. I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. Because I also had a low-key yeah. holiday uh, season. And I, I enjoyed it. It was peaceful. I enjoyed it. And I'm usually one of those people that's like, I gotta do everything, run around like a crazy person. But no, this this year I was like, oh thank God, I'm not going anywhere. I sometimes, just sit. sometimes you just gotta kick back and vibe with Saint Nick, you know. Sometimes you just gotta vibe with Saint Nick and the baby New Year, dude. <laughs> baby New Year knows how to throw a couple beers back. Baby New Year, listen, okay, <laughs> not to totally throw this entire. <laughs> podcast off topic but you have you ever seen that christmas special that's like rudolph and the baby new year i have not seen it but i know exactly what you're talking about oh my god it's oh my god it's rudolph's shiny new year Mm -hmm. and he has to save the baby new year and uh it's very bizarre i haven't watched it i probably in like 10 years uh but it's I, it was weird and there was I think a whale and there's a wizard and Father Time is there and I don't know why it's Rudolph's business but he's got to save the baby New Year because so. he's the one with the red nose of course who he's else would do it besides the red nose reindeer he saved Christmas so I guess we can just employ <laughs> him to save every other fucking holiday Rudolph next is gonna tackle MLK Day <laughs> who's he saving 
king. Martin Luther King himself. Maybe. He he, he is buddies with Father Time now. He could go he back. Is he saves Martin Luther King. I another reason not to get off another topic, but in like second grade, we had to write like some sort of essay about Martin Luther King Day. And we had to read this book. And I specifically remember, and maybe I exaggerated it, but I remember the book being called MLK, My Homeboy. And we read it. And I remember specifically remembering that it was written by a white person. Oh, and I was no. like, all of this is weird. And I'm eight. And I and I realized that something was amiss. So wow. every time, every, every year on MLK Day, I'm like, I wonder how the author of MLK, My Homeboy, is. That's real impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good times. So, anyway. Yeah. Back to 2007. We just finished watching a movie. We did. We didn't want to start off the movie with a bad, with a bad. The year with a bad. Or, or one. Start off the year with a bad movie mm-hmm. because last year we started off with cats, and I feel like that really set the tone. Uh, listen, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> I stand by. It's it's a good film. I was about to say family film for some reason, and I immediately wanted to scratch that from my my mind. Immediately regret. That. No. Yes. I think it's a fun watch with friends with a lot yes. of inhibitions removed yes. like alcohol and all that mm-hmm. i can't wait until we can all hang out again because we are having a cat's viewing party oh yeah oh yeah like it's on my list of things to do after being vaccinated it's like hug people go to the gym watch cats with my friends like we gotta tell them what movie we watched so we watched a little film called shrek the third just a little teeny uh indie film called shrek the third yes yeah i don't know if you guys have heard probably not of this animated series it's called shrek it came out in like 2001 it's french it's (laughs) it's french you can tell because shrek the main character has a french accent yes um and his name is french for uh guillotine Yes, Shrek correct. is Shrek is the French word for the English word guillotine. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, yeah. And then he has a he has a talking friend named El Burro. Oh. Which is French for, you know, donkey, mm-hmm. of course. Yes, yeah. Of course. Uh, and they save a, a principessa, which is of course French for <laughs> princess. And this is the um, third one. And this is the third time they do this. Um they are in France. Um and they're just eating cheese. And then uh, in this movie, Shrek is a chef. Uh, he's trying to be a chef. And then uh, a rat comes in and he starts pulling on his ears. We have diverged into pure <laughs> nonsense. What started as what could have been a, a little bit of a funny bit completely disintegrated by both parts of us into just <laughs> sheer nonsense. Oh, uh, you know what? We're we're kicking it off. We're yeah. kicking off the new the new 2007 year with a with a with some laughs and some loves. Listeners, I'm gonna be honest. All right, the facade is is been torn off. You guys know what Whoa. Shrek is. They do. They do. Alexa, they know. He, they know who Shrek is. He's a cultural milestone. He's universal. He's a household name. He is. 
He was the it was the first animated film to ever win the Oscar for best animated film. I didn't even know that. That's impressive. Yeah. Shrek did that. It was that. the first year. Shrek did that and it was a um uh, uh, uh what's the word? Nominated for best adapted screenplay in the Oscars that year. So and this is so you know Shrek and we're <laughs> you not know, our good friend. We, our good good old buddy Shrek. We're not going to discuss the first movie or the second. We can dip into it, but primarily we're talking about the 2007 smash hit summer blockbuster Shrek the 3rd. Unfortunately. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe it's just a thing of 2007, but this is our th- our second third movie. It is. Because we saw and it came Spider-Man out in the 3. same month. Oh, it came you. out in the same month. Yes, I remember this specifically, not only because of our podcast, but the year 2007 in May was the first time I ever decided that I was going to save every movie ticket that I have ever gotten. And the first movie, if whichever one came first, either Spider-Man or Shrek, that wow. was the first movie ticket I ever saved. Wow. And honestly, I'm a little sad that I didn't think about this until like we didn't choose this movie until like after I had been to my parents' house for like the holidays, because I should have gone and looked for it, because I still use the same box at my parents' house. That's impressive. So, that would have been a nice picture to have, you know, for the socials. No. Yeah, it would have been. Oh well, maybe next time. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go right into the hard hitting questions everyone's dying to know. Alexa, do you enjoy Shrek the Third? No. Why? No. It's the most mediocre of the Shreks. It's the worst of the Shreks. And it's the most irrelevant of the Shreks. Would you say Shrek the Third is a bad movie? Yes. Oh. Yes. I mean, it's not at the level of some of the nonsense that we have. From the level of research that you have conducted for this podcast episode, would you call yourself a Shrek aficionado? I I, I probably would, A connoisseur of all things Shrek? Well, considering that I have watched every single shrek leading up to this one today i watched them all within the past week i've consumed a lot of shrek content in my life so it's safe to say i know a good amount of shrek it's safe to say that you are the home girl of shrek i i would say so yeah i I would say that me and shrek are homies i i I actually you know i would write in fact a book called shrek Mm -hmm. my homeboy Mm -hmm. yes yes okay well uh, I am here to be the counterbalance to your uh, aficionado-ness to say that uh, I've seen Shrek 1, I've seen Shrek 2, but not recently, and I definitely don't know if I've seen Shrek the 3rd before today. Wow. Shrek Forever After, I have never seen, and I'm any Shrek properties that came there for uh, aforementioned Forever After, I cannot recall. I'm disappointed to say the least. <laughs> but, I can't but this. But I would like to submit one thing into evidence in this courtroom okay. of an episode we have. Okay. As a child, I owned the Shrek Christmas CD. <laughs> okay. It was a. It was all the classic holiday hits, but sung by Shrek and friends. I'm. I may be a bit. 
think Shrek connoisseur, but I had no fucking clue yes. that there was a Shrek. Ho- I knew there were yes. Shrek holiday specials. Oh yes, multiple. they had little dialogue I interludes be- between the songs. No, the only song I really truly remember is when Shrek sang the Twelve Days of Christmas. Oh. Let me see if I can pull up the lyrics because I don't want to. I don't want to meddle and sully the name. Am I crazy, or did the cereal boxes put in some sort of Shrek CD? <laughs> that honestly might be how I got it. Because now I'm starting to vaguely remember a Shrek CD in like of cereal box that we may have purchased. Maybe we have it somewhere. We do have the Shrek Two soundtrack on CD. I made my dad buy it for me. Oh my god, I found the lyrics to the uh, Shrek 12 Days of Christmas. Oh my god. I'm just going to go and tell you uh, what all the different days are. I'm not going to sing it. Please. Are you ready? Please. Oh no, if you sang it, we'd be here for the next 12 hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me... You're not saying it in the Shrek voice. A fire-breathing dragon just for me. <laughs> He's not going to try. I'm not going to even try. I can't do a French accent, Alexa. <laughs> What are you talking about? So on the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two weed rats. Then it says, Gingy says, heavenly creatures and a fire-breathing dragon just for me. Why did he, why did he call them heavenly creatures? I don't know. But on the third day? Oh, those weed rats. That true love? Heavenly, heavenly weed love. That dear true love of mine gave to me three little pig. And then they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And apparently the pig number one says, yeah, a second time. And then two weed rats yeah. and a fire-breathing dragon just for me. The fourth day, though, gets a little different. Oh. Four exploding birds. Exploding? Oh. Mm-hmm. And then the birds squawk, oh. and then you hear the sound of explosions. Okay. That kind of makes sense because, well, not really, but Fiona does make birds explode with her voice. This is the part I, I, I knew. This part still rings true in my head. Still lives rent free. Oh in yeah! There. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five onion rings. <laughs> it's so good. Wait, this is starting to come to me now. I feel like you showed me this. It's. I don't know if I would. I don't know. I, Here's the full twelve down to one. Is really sounding familiar. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. 12 man a singing and it has the merry men going da 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 okay 11 fairies dusting 10 puppets dancing nine mice a tripping eight cookies talking seven dwarves a jamming six mirrors cracking five onion rings onion rings four exploding birds three little pig two weed weed rats and a fire breathing dragon just for me and then Donkey says, oh, let's do that again. And Shrek says, let's no. not. And say we did. And you hear, <laughs> Big mood. And you hear the sound of a door clothing. That's the 12 days of Shrekmas. I, five onion rings is really like, bo- is bothering me now. I feel like it sounds familiar. It's iconic. Maybe like, it is... I feel like that was the joke the writers had. And then they had to write the song just Based on That's that. also why I'm like, am I just thinking that I, that it's recognizable to me because it's the most obvious joke that they could have done? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. So you might have all that other Shrek knowledge under your belt. 
But uh, I don't have this. One. I got the Shrek holiday CD in my in my arsenal. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I well before we even chose Shrek three, I've been in a Shrek two kind of mood because in my opinion, Shrek two is equivalent, if not even better, than Shrek one. And I agree. I know that Shrek two slaps. It slaps harder than anything else. It's terrific. So I've been kind of in the mood. And then yesterday, the day before we're supposed to record this episode, I'm looking to see if I can find Shrek the third and or Shrek two for my own enjoyment for free. You cannot. You have to purchase it. So unrelated to that, I had to go to Walmart. And as I'm watching, this is a show and tell for CJ. I will describe to the viewers what I have. So, uh, instead of purchasing just one film... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, Alexa. I, at Walmart, found the Anniversary Edition Shrek 4 Movie Collection. Wow. And this is the Valentine's Day edition. Viewers, it's a, it's a red box. Um, each, it's got Shrek in one, Square Donkey in one, Puss in Boots in one, and Fiona in one. And there's a bunch of conversation hearts around them that say assorted things such as best friends, friend me, family time, miss you, hug me, we are family, such and such. One says love bug, you rock sweet pea. On the back it says, uh, it, it. It briefly describes why. Why does there have to be a Valentine's Day theming onto this Shrek collection? Well, CJ, because I would argue that Shrek is the greatest, one of the greatest romantic films of our generation. Fuck, you're right. (laughs) So, and Shrek is an incredibly romantic character. Anyway, I'm going to continue to take you through. He's a romantic man. (laughs) My roommate and I had a very long discussion about this yesterday. I, I will I will sit and listen. Thank you. So I'm going to open up the sleeve. Now this is regular. Yes. This is a review of this. Yes. Also, it was priced at $9.99. When the man rung it up, it was $19.99. And I was so embarrassed that I was purchasing the Valentine's Anniversary Edition of the Shrek 4 movie collection that I did not argue with him. So you spent the 20 just, bucks for it? Yes. Yikes. But I mean, it's $5 per movie. Um... Here's where it gets tricky. So here are the here are the discs, listeners. Um, there are two discs, one on each side. They do not hold the fucking discs. When you push one disc to put it in, another one falls out. Mm-hmm. When I opened this, Shrek 1 was already flying around the box, flying in the wind. It's terrible, and there are pieces falling out of it. Oh, there's pieces? Not worth- yes, there are literal pieces, plastic pieces, ah. coming off of the thing oh and also this like little uh the inside that's i guess the binder that's holding these stacks of dvds together uh fell out earlier um so who knows how long my four movie collection will last Mm -hmm. they're gonna deteriorate to sand and dust before you know it so this was my very big purchase and i watched shrek 2 i also watched shrek 1 earlier this week just because i was cleaning my room and wanted something to watch it was two o'clock in the morning and that movie made me cry because i 
Shrek loves Fiona so much. And then I watched Shrek 2 last night with three, after downing three glasses of wine. And I also cried at the end of Shrek 2 because Shrek loves Fiona so much. And then I watched Shrek 4 today, literally right before I turned on Shrek 3. And at the end, I'm not going to lie, CJ, I fucking cried again because Shrek loves Fiona so fucking much. I cannot believe that this film series is making me cry it made me feel so fucking emotional i can't believe this he loves her so much i can't even tell you what the fourth movie is about oh my god cj yeah when i saw it in theaters when it first came out i remember not liking it and then i just watched it again and i was like wow this is actually a not bad movie so shrek is having a midlife crisis because he has three kids and he's very busy and he just wants to what, be a single what year was just it? for a day what? 2010. That came out in 2010? Wow, okay. Yes. So, he goes to, uh, he, like, has a mental breakdown at his children's birthday party and ruins the party and then tells Fiona that, like, whatever, I don't, like, you annoy me. I don't know, some dumb shit. Uh, and then he stumbles upon Rumpelstiltskin, um, who says, who has been trying to run a grift that he can rule the uh the kingdom of far far away so we basically tell shrek like oh i i can give you one day of like an alternate universe in which you are a single ogre and whatever and everybody's afraid of ogres now again uh but i can just take a random day of your life and shrek's like oh okay just take whatever day i don't care he takes the day that shrek was born so now shrek is never born it's a wonderful life scenario So now Shrek is in an alternate universe where Shrek has never been born. So therefore, and so therefore, Fiona never gets saved from the tower. So then her parents get desperate and go to Rumpelstiltskin and sign over the um, the kingdom to him, and he basically kills them. And then now Fiona's lonely. So then she breaks herself out and becomes the leader of an ogre rebellion. And so. Now Shrek is like this little bitch-ass ogre because she's a cool ogre with all of her cool ogre friends. And also um, there's like cele- more celebrity guests uh, like John Hamm, uh, who's one of the cool ogres. And also um, that one, Craig Ferguson? from The Office. Oh, yeah. oh uh, Craig no. uh, Robinson. Yes, Craig Robinson. He is a he's a, a, a ogre named Cookie who loves to cook, and he has a chimichanga stand, and that's his entire personality. Um, and then once again, Shrek has to win Fiona over again. And oh my gosh! And then at the end, of course, because it's like a kids' movie, and you're like you're like, oh no, Shrek is dying, and Fiona's like, I'm so sorry that I couldn't save you. And he's like, you know what the best part of this day was? And she's like, what? He's like falling in love with you all over again and i'm like fuck dude shrek loves fiona so much it's ridiculous i cannot like holy shit i like i love these characters that are so very much they love their partners so much and i like this whole week i'm like wow this is a valentine's day film series (laughs) it's all about love You're, you're convincing me here that, that, it is. It's the greatest romantic film of our generation. That plot sounded wonderful. It was actually, I'm not going to lie, it, it held up really well. The, pl- there the plot of three, I, like, I can eh. see why you think it's the worst one. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant because Shrek Forever After literally recaps everything that happened in Shrek 3, all of the important parts, which is literally just Shrek had three kids, 
it recaps that in like five minutes gets the tone of what you're feeling and he's and you're out you're done you're you're going into the story you did not have to watch shrek 3 you don't have to watch shrek 3 which is how it should be. And I, the viewing order of Shrek is Shrek 1, Shrek 2, Shrek 4. And and I'm fine with that. But I'll also go to say that I don't think Shrek 3 is a bad movie. I think it's a very meh movie, you know? Very bland. Yeah. Like, if you needed to put something on the back of your, you know, sedan so that your kids would shut up for <laughs> two hours while you're driving to Kansas, put yeah. on Shrek the 3rd, and that'd be fine. But... Don't drive to Kansas, though. You don't want to drive to Kansas. It's in a pandemic. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Stay put, motherfucker. Unless you live in Kansas, mm-hmm. then please. Get out of Kansas. Please continue. You probably might want to get oh, out while okay. you can, yeah. All right. Get out of Kansas, I guess. But yeah, Shrek 3. I can see now, through the passion that you are uh, displaying through Discord, how it just, <laughs> it, it drops the ball. The, it does. To, we don't need to go through all the beats here because I'm sure this is probably one of the few movies where most of our listeners will have already seen the movie. Yes. It's 20. First of all, CJ, the first Shrek came out 20 years ago. I hate, I hate to think about um, that. That's a wild. So, we're so fucking old, dude. It's crazy. Holy shit. That's two decades ago. When we were kids, that would be us talking about like the 80s. Yeah. The 80s to me is still 20 years ago. And so, to really summarize, Shrek the Third has Shrek and Fiona uh, subbing, being a substitute teacher for uh, the castle, the kingdom far, far away. Because Fiona's papa is uh, sick. Uh Uh-oh, papa died three times and finally keels over, croaks, pun intended. He croaks. Yeah. Uh, okay, they already did that joke in Shrek 2. They literally did that. He croaked joke in Shrek 2 because they thought he died at first. Ah. Um, but then they literally, they killed him again. And then he literally croaked. So they were really beating a dead frog. Um, yep. So ah. because the king's dead, Shrek would then become the new king unless he found the one other heir to the throne, which is, of course, Arthur in another way kingdom or another land across... An ocean. Worst, wor- Worcestershire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Worcestershire. He's at a high school called Worcestershire. However you say the sauce. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so Shrek and crew grabs the kid, yada, 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 brings him back. This whole time Prince Charming has been on a revenge kick and storms the castle, locks up all the princesses, uh, and has been playing planning a musical to publicly kill Shrek in. Yeah. And so Shrek uh, comes back with the kid. Yeah. Uh, one, two, skip a few. We, we we get to the night of the musical. Shrek has been captured, but the kid helps save the day. And with one really mediocre speech, he managed to convert all the villains into just good people now and love each other very much. And the day is saved. Thanks to the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, also Fiona's pregnant, and then Shrek gets to have kids, even though he oh, wasn't yeah, that's, wanting kids. That's truly the only point. The only purpose of this film was the only moving along of this story was that Shrek has kids. Fiona's pregnant, now Shrek has kids. And that even in the film specifically was not a big part of the film. You know, it didn't feel like a big part of the film. I think I think the film hammered it in way too much. 
I that Shrek. I don't know. Was gonna be a dad. Well, yeah, yeah, but it, it was like nothing that was like. I think maybe just because the runtime was short, I feel. Yeah, it was pretty short. That everything just felt one, two, skip a few, glossed over, that kind of deal. Yeah. I, I just feel like there was too much happening. And there were too many characters, which was a, another problem with another three that we did. Spider-Man 3. There's too many fucking characters. There's too much happening. I think you they hit the limit of characters in Shrek 2. Like, you added, like, five more and it's it's fine, but now you're like, here's Arthur, and here's a, a, a high school, and here's a million more villains, and here are these princesses. Like, it's too much, man. Focus on one thing. I can see that. I can see that. Were they expecting this to be the last movie at the time, or no? Did they already have no. another bun in the oven? <clears throat> so they had already planned three and four which i find very interesting that they planned three and four because the third one has multiple jokes and references to rumpelstiltskin yeah. and they show you rumpelstiltskin and that's not the rumpelstiltskin in the fourth fourth movie really yes rumpelstiltskin in the fourth movie is a fire fucking villain so do they just he retcon kind of, that third the the uh, yeah, Shrek the third even, rumple yeah, they don't even talk about him. Once again, you don't need to know anything about Shrek the Third. Because even the Rumpelstiltskin of Shrek the Third is not the main character villain of Shrek 4. Huh. Shrek Forever After. Wow. They really, they really fucking fucked me up. They're like, yeah, here's Shrek. Here's Shrek 2. Now here's Shrek the Third. And now here's Shrek Forever After. You, you're fucking me up. Just call it Shrek 3, Shrek, th- Shrek 4. <laughs> and also, they were planning a fifth Shrek. And then, like, it didn't happen, and then they started putting it into production again, and then last I heard, there was supposed to be a trailer in 2019, and it is now the year of our Lord, 2021-07. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I don't know if we nothing. deserve or even need a fifth Shrek. No. Uh, apparently, it was supposed, not a, it wasn't supposed to be a reboot. It was just supposed to be a different, a different Shrek. Mm. Whatever the fuck that means. So, I don't know, but we haven't, we have yet to hear of Shrek, the, the fifth element. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's, it's, that's what it's going to be. Totally. The fifth Shrek-element. It's going to be set in space and there's going to be a really hot redhead and and a balding man. Yep. Yes. Oh, wait, that's already Fiona and Shrek. That's already Fiona and Shrek. I saw way too much of Shrek's body in this movie. <laughs> we did see a lot. And it opened up with like a dick joke too. It opened up with a dick joke. I don't like feet. I don't care what anybody says. There's no such thing as a pretty foot. All feet are gross. But then you make it extra gross because it's Shrek's feet. And they're gross and they're nasty. And I I can't tell you how many fucking shots of Shrek's feet there were in the first five minutes of this there movie. There was a lot. I was like, enough. Yeah. Enough of this. It was a, I'm not going to lie, the movie had a lot of jokes that were really gross. And I, I mean, it's Shrek. I'm not going to say, like, it's, you know, there's no such thing as gross jokes. That's the whole point, is that ogres are gross and they fart and burp and whatever. But I feel like, like, this was just an exceeding amount of vomit and, like, farts and burps and grossness and gross skin. And I think when you take the 
the satire that is Shrek, you know, originally just to be a juxtaposition to the clean fairy tales of Disney. And yes. you add the element now that of an ogre having babies and you really want to push the limit and like glorify and exaggerate the the, the awfulness of babies. You're going to get a lot of that nasty, gross stuff. Yeah. Listen, I, I'm not saying I don't like babies. In fact, I really like them. But I... I sympathize with Shrek in that I don't also, if I were to surprisingly become a parent, I would also probably freak the fuck out. I feel you. But like, holy shit. Like, there could have been so many better ways that this film could have shown this. (laughs) Instead of, so Shrek has this nightmare that's literally a nightmare to the viewers as well. In which he's in his house and he there's one baby there and he's like struggling to to take care of it and then the babies start multiplying and then babies start flooding his house and then now he's naked at a high school graduation of babies and then he wakes up and he's like oh donkey had this crazy dream and then donkeys turns around and his face is a baby and he's like oh my gosh and this baby mutters this hideous version he goes da da that's the part then, that fucking got me that one that one shook Shrek me to my woke core. up again i was like i i will never forget that scene and when it was coming up i'm like i know what's coming and it was worse than i remembered because i don't think i i like i said i never even really liked shrek the third i think again the last time i watched it was probably 2007 maybe 2008 so mm-hmm. and i remember all of the worst parts <laughs> I mean, that's what's gonna happen, right? One part I did enjoy, because uh, let's go back actually into the the detail of there being just too much in this film. So much. They slapped a lot. If they picked or uh, just a couple things and expanded on those more and gave them more justice, I think it could mm-hmm. have been a redeemable film. Like if you just yes. focused on the Merlin high school aspect. Or if they focused on the princesses and the princesses kind of getting their own little arc because that was very short-lived. Because one of the favorite moments I had was uh, Snow White coming out of the woods singing with the birds and all the forest animals. And then it turns into the... The The Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I, I don't know. That scene is really cool to me and I vibe with that a lot. I, it's funny because, um, my brother's a huge Led Zeppelin fan, so I, I absorb all of my knowledge from him, but Led Zeppelin is super, super, I mean, at the time, I've noticed recently, like, in the past couple years, they've been a little bit more lax, but they have been, they are super, um, protective over the rights of their music. They don't really let anybody use their music for anything, like, they don't give the rights away, and that song, um... They sometimes will, like Robert Plant, that's like the only one that Robert Plant, that and Stairway to Heaven, that they really will only let people use. And I'm like, wow, you guys were so fucking picky about every every little piece of media that uses your music, but you're like, mm, yes, Shrek 3, definitely. I mean, it was the highlight for me in this movie, so I think they picked the right thing. They, they really gave it, it a little uptick. I thought it was weird that they started with that song and then, like, they didn't continue with the song. They did, but it was, like, like with a female vocal, right? No, that's a different oh, song. Oh, it, it was a whole separate song? Yes, okay. that's a different song. 
I forget who it's by, um, like escaping me right now, but it's a classic Guitar Hero song. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Got you. But like, yeah, so the like they start out with Led Zeppelin and then like I'm like, oh, I forget that this song was in there. And then like they go like, and I'm like, did we just switch songs? Why did we do? I mean, Barracuda works super well for the scene too, but I don't know why we, maybe because... Led Zeppelin didn't let him use the whole song. The soundtrack was definitely, you know, I mean, I remember the first and second soundtracks to be amazing. This one kind of fell from grace. Yeah. I can't, I, they didn't what? really have like full songs or like. Didn't have full songs and it didn't end on a sing-along. No. No, it did not. Because the first, the first one had the sing-along. I mean, it's not really a sing-along. I mean, like all of the characters come together and they sing a song at the end. Like the first movie had that, second movie had that, third movie didn't. They have did that. have a third movie. Also, they had the song. Oh, sorry. They had the song Prince Charming sang, but it was just cringy. That was not. No, but I it was cringy on purpose. I don't count but, yeah, that. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, we need the ending song where all the characters get together and they sing and dance like "I'm a Believer" or "Live in La Vida Loca." It also was the only Shrek movie that doesn't open on a storybook. Why is that? Man, they really... I don't know. They really... Because they dropped the ball. Knew that this was... Maybe they did it on purpose. Maybe. Here's... The, okay. Oh, hold on. Let's let's think about this, Alexa. Okay. You said they were planning three and four at the same time. Maybe. Maybe this was an inside job. You think? I'm thinking, what if the creators here purposely made Shrek the third, the not good Shrek movie, so that it could rise up again with Shrek Forever After. Because when you, th- like, if you think about it, with any movie that has more than two sequels, there's always going to be the one that's really there's bad. One. There's always got to be one, right? That's true. Whether you yeah. like it or not, you can't make a sequel to another sequel that's going to be, and, and have it keep on rising in quality. So maybe they perfect yeah. purposely tanked it but tanked it in a way where it wasn't like unwatchable or you didn't where it was still profitable and, and in a way where like you didn't want to watch the next one maybe they did it perhaps like it's not bad it's not terrible but it's per- like it feel feels like it could be tweaked in a way where it, it was just it could meh. be so much better it could be so much better like it had there are there is potential but like it didn't it there it served no purpose to move the story forward which is what a sequel is supposed to do it's supposed to move a story and what what better reason forward. for for the writers and the creators then alexa to have a movie that they know are purposely writing the tank to have no real story beats so that later on people can just watch one two and four without missing anything but why would they want to do that? They want because they wanted. They wanted to sacrifice. One. They wanted to control. They wanted to control which one was going to be referred to as the bad movie. I guess. I just feel like they they tanked Shrek like because I mean it's funny to say now, but at whatever 10, 14 years ago before this movie came out, like Shrek at one point was like not a joke of a series like people took shrek very seriously yeah. and then i feel like shrek the third came out and that was when shrek became less of like this is an incredibly like amazing and uh very like uh upscale 
art and people were like shrek is a joke like that we don't take seriously okay which makes me sad because i just watched all the shreks and i'm like wait all of these movies are very very good except for shrek the third which is just bland and boring so then the jury may be out but people hold your suspicions on if if shrek the third was an inside job this is true hold jeffrey katzenberg Mm -hmm. responsible Mm -hmm. for this he was too busy thinking about quibi It could be just any any animated product that Justin Timberlake puts his grubby little hands on just turns to mold. Don't say that. The <laughs> Trolls movies are adorable. I haven't seen them. I have not seen them. So. I hadn't seen them either. I thought they were like super not for me. And then my roommate months and months ago when Trolls 2 first came out, she was like, you've never seen the Trolls movies? I'm like, no, I didn't. I just never thought they were for me because the marketing for trolls is unbearable yeah so i was like i can't it's not for me she's like no you're gonna really like it cj they're fabulous movies they're very cute okay and justin timberlake is in it i mean granted justin timberlake has uh the worst performance out of both movies (laughs) but he does deliver the iconic line which is singing killed my grandma oh my god Okay. Singing did kill his grandma. Lovely. He was singing Endless Love, I believe. And then singing killed his grandma. That's so sad. They tried to play it for serious, but you really just can't. No, not at you all. You can't be serious when the line is literally, singing killed my grandma. I've been, to, to continue on with Shrek, I've been this whole time in the back of my, my head thinking of what else I can pull out to say that I am the aficionado here. To take the reins, even though you just watched the movies. Clearly, you are the one in control. But <laughs> With my four-movie collection. I do have something else I had as a kid to pull out. Are you ready? Oh, God. I'm, yes, I'm scared. When I was a child, I had the green Shrek ketchup. I think we did, too. Damn it. Everybody had the green Shrek ketchup. Okay, never mind. It was hard to ex- escape. I'm not special, then. Continue on. <laughs> I can't believe that there was a time in our lives where they were like, turn everything green for Shrek. <laughs> like, that was fucked up. That was a time in our... That was probably 2007 because they spent so much mov- money on marketing in this film that I didn't know this, but apparently Tim and Eric were so... F- the, you know, the comedian duo, Tim yeah. and Eric, were so fed up with the marketing for Shrek the Third that they started their own marketing campaign for Shrek the Third to tell people to go see the movie. Because they were so over it that they were like, we're going to do it. I only found this out last <laughs> minute or else I would have started watching them. Because I'm this is thrilling That's knowledge. fantastic. Yeah, I love those guys. Yes. So apparently marketing was everywhere. And I mean, when you think back on it, they had, they had the green ketchup. They had, I think, I remember... Green cereal that made the milk green. Toast, yeah, cereal that made the milk green. Green toaster strudels, I believe. I think so. Um, there was just green food. Everything was Shrek. Listen, we're we're many years out, and you still really can't escape Shrek, like Shrek items. But like, please remember that, like a mere fifteen years ago, you couldn't survive. A, you couldn't breathe. A gasp of oxygen without somebody shoving Shrek down your it throat. It was Shrek and it was SpongeBob. You couldn't get those Shrek two away. No, that was what our society was, mm-hmm. was exclusively Shrek and SpongeBob. And then, even after kind of Shrek subsided, right? 
quickly after that, Shrek then blew up just as a meme in, as a meme. in internet culture. Yes. And that had its own little dark alleyways we don't need to open up. But, yes. I mean, there's some good stuff, too. Like, the whole fan-made Shrek movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes! That yes. shit's wild. People, like, That's had so different scenes where they had different, like, live action or their own animation, puppetry, all the stuff to recreate Shrek just as fans. so... Just for fun. That was so cool. Shrek is cool. It, I really... They're good movies. I, I respect... I respect what people were able to create out of it, you know? And I respect the yes. message of Shrek as well that you touched upon, too. I love... I just think they're very good movies. And I think that the messages are very nice in them, too. Except for this one, which is literally just the same message as the first one, which is just like, be true to yourself and people will like you. Like, I know, we already established that in the first movie, Justin Timberlake. You don't need to make a mediocre speech about yeah, it. Yeah, that one was... And then all of a sudden... It was boring. All of the villains were on his side just because he literally reiterated the the theme of the first movie. But I think it's very nice that, like, just the overarching theme of, like, just being, like, true to yourself and and people will find beauty in, in confidence and self-love. Exactly, yeah. Terrific films. What else can you tell me about the franchise we know as Shrek? Of Shrunk? Shrunkity doo. <laughs> My boy Danky um, and and cat shoes. <laughs> cat shoes. I love Antonio Banderas in this movie. I love Antonio Banderas in general. What has he been doing? I miss him. I don't know. I miss no. miss him. In I this don't have his contact franchise. information. <laughs> Um, well, I have a lot of, I have a lot of research done on this film. I just have just a lot of, I guess just a lot of Shrek knowledge now that I'm thinking about it. I just think that the first and the second movies are great, and the fourth movie is also very good. But the second movie, I think, is the best out of all of them. And that's impressive to have some, a, a sequel be better than the original. Yes. Like I can't. I don't know if I can I think, think of another media property that is the same. I think it, and and they also pull off adding new characters, and it's and it still works. Mm-hmm. And also the fairy godmother's most iconic song, which is "I Need a Hero." I don't know about you, amazing, but I I, I love the song. I love just the fact of um, not not even what Shrek stands for because we talked about that, but Shrek being satire for fairy tales and aesop fables i yes i am such a sh- sucker for well, you're a, you're you're a literary boy. for a fairy tale t- with a twist something like getting something love we all that. know and love and giving a good old twist like you can see alexa i got um it's not you're not gonna be able to read any of it but i got uh, no. graphic novels of um Fables, which are, if you know, The Wolf Among Us. Yes, I do. One of my favorite video games. It, it is good stuff. I love, I, like, even as a kid, I remember there was a children's book that blew my mind. And I would love to find it and buy it again. I can probably look it up online. But it was from the perspective of the big bad wolf. And it was him uh, explaining his side of the story and how it was the pigs that are actually the bad guys, and he was tricked. Ooh. I feel like I read something like 
that or maybe a short story or something. It was great. I but loved I, it. I loved those two growing up. Yeah. I just I, any so I feel like them being able to add those characters and then once you see like oh okay the fairy godmother is in here oh okay yeah. they're adding Arthur and I also I love that most of these like iconic fairy tale characters are all terrible yeah like they're all terrible people like the fairy godmother's a terrible person prince charming's terrible all of the princesses are terrible like everyone is sucks and then like the people that are supposed to be made the villains are like the good people except for you know the villains, <laughs> villains in this movie yeah in this one but, yeah it was weird except again weird continuity why is one of the evil stepsisters friends with fiona now i didn't understand she was that. working she was working in in the the poison apple bar in the last movie and she was a bartender and now she's friends with fiona and going to her, her baby and shower? she was chilling in the same room with cinderella and they would have been you know all that yeah that tension between like them. where's where's in the iconic words of the old 80s commercial where is the beef <laughs> where's the beef i don't know, I don't know. why is there no know. tension it's all vegan here <laughs> so you know that uh the one stepsister doris who is uh who was at the baby shower uh she's played by larry king and then the other stepsister mabel is played by um regis Philbin. i was trying to put the voices together because i didn't look it up i knew yes. i knew larry king's i was so close to getting i was never gonna get regis Philbin. no and i because i knew it was larry king i was like they have to have somebody of that kind of caliber um for the other stepsister, it's Regis. Also, I noticed what I think is very cool is that DreamWorks, I don't know if they do it now, but at the time, a lot of their, like, producers and writers and storyboard artists and whatever, they all, they would also voice characters. I like that. In, like, a lot of DreamWorks movies. Like, in the in the fourth one, I think, like, one of the writers was, or the producer was Rumpelstiltskin, which oh, I think man, is crazy. That's the big because role. it is... It's a really big role, but it's also, like, he does, like, a really great performance. And I'm like, why are you not an actor? Like, and also the uh, the Magic Mirror is also one of the writers. And, and also um, the, like, the Gingerbread Man and Pinocchio. They're, they're all, like, writers and storyboard artists and directors and stuff like that, which I think is cool. And they also do the same for uh, the other uh, DreamWorks movies, too. Like, the guy who plays... Let's see. I wrote it down. Um, yeah. So the director of this Shrek, Chris Miller, is also the voice of the Magic Mirror and a couple other characters in previous ones. And he also voices Kowalski in Madagascar. Oh. One of, the of Madagascar. And also, like, does a couple other things, too. And he also directed the Puss in Boots movie, which I have never I've seen. I've also never seen. Let's talk about that. What it. other you mentioned before how there might be other media properties of Shrek that Yes, yeah, so I've never seen Puss in Boots and I have not seen I found out there are so many more specials like that they have specials? done that I've never seen. Just specials in general, not even Netflix specials, just like little like 20-minute holiday specials. I think I've I think there's if there is one Christmas special. I think there's two Christmas specials. I've only seen the one. 
Um, and it only just happened to premiere on TV, like on a night that I would just happen to be watching like NBC or whatever. Um, so I've seen that. Technically, the Shrek ride in Universal, <laughs> they just repackaged that as a special. Okay. Um, which it really doesn't make any sense, but okay so you can technically watch the shrek ride anytime you want mm-hmm. whenever i think it's still on netflix there's another one called scared shrekless which i've never seen um there's of course the musical which i have, I have seen. seen the musical yes it's starting to grow on me i'm not gonna so lie. i never was like a hater to the musical i thought it was funny that they even made it and so watching it, i'm like yeah sure dude this is silly i can get down with it i thought it was silly and i didn't I thought it was dumb, like, when I first watched it. But now, like, it's been a few years, and I've ruminated, and I'm like, you know what? I kind of actually respect that they didn't take it that seriously, and they're just, like, having a good time. Oh. And just being silly and enjoying themselves. Oh, Alexa. What? The light bulb has screwed on my head, and it is shining. Okay. An idea has formed in my head. Oh, God. Just when you thought... They were done. No more Shrek. There's a light on the end of the tunnel. Coming to Broadway. 2022. Shrek 2, the musical. Think about it. Think about it. That would be so fucking sick, It would be amazing, right? (laughs) There's so much potential. Oh my god. And and, and it could be like... It could be... uh, I don't know if they ever do this, but part jukebox musical, part original soundtrack, so that they can have the I Need a Hero. Well, you have to have I Need a Hero. Yeah, yeah. So the original Shrek was original, right? It wasn't a jukebox. It wasn't a jukebox, but they did have I'm a Believer. Oh, okay. So there you go. Shrek 2 is ready. Yeah, so you can have I Need a Hero. Shrek 2 is begging to be made. It's begging. It has so much potential. Oh my gosh, I want Shrek 2 Has the there ever been a sequel musical? I don't think so. The world's ready. The Yes, 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 there has, oh, there oh. has. There's Love Never Dies, which is the sequel to Phantom of the Opera, which is in, an insane thing. Okay, I don't know it. I've never yes. seen either of them. No. It's very weird. It's Have you ever seen Phantom no, of the Opera? No, I just know the chandelier comes down. Chandelier comes down. It basically takes place in an opera. It's a it's a it's a it's a swell, fine musical. Then they made Love Never Dies, in which um, now they're in America, in Coney Island, at a freak show. And now, for some reason, the Phantom's there, and he runs the freak show. And now, uh, apparently, the main character of Phantom, of the, the one that's not the Phantom of the first Phantom of the Opera, she apparently has a secret love child with the Phantom. It's weird. It's not great. So forget about but that the then. Are Let's focus on Shrek Two, the musical. Shrek Two, the musical would fucking it slap, would be dude. It'd be so good. I will. I want. I also want the Ever Fallen in Love song though too. The song that they're you haven't watched Shrek Two recently, but. The song where they are, like, fighting people in the Fairy Godmother's factory. And they're, like, trying to get out of the factory. That song slaps, and that scene slaps so hard. And they're very good in Shrek 2. 
merging the score with actual music i noticed like they'll have like an actual song and then they're like they'll break the song to put in like their own score and then bring the song back in that works very well what didn't work well this movie was blending led zeppelin and barracuda did did you notice that back in the high school for shrek the third they had the marching band play uh all-star playing all-star that was a good joke i did enjoy that same here I didn't enjoy any of the high school things. I also didn't enjoy the implication that Shrek and Donkey have both been to high school. Yeah. Donkey's been to college. Yeah, that that's that's weird. <laughs> the Shrek about? universe, the cinematic ideology of Shrek got like, turned on its head there, right? Like, no the fuck they didn't. They didn't go to high school and Donkey didn't go to college. What the fuck would he have a degree <laughs> in? What would he have a degree in? Who, what high school did fucking Shrek go to? This is an old joke of mine, but um, in middle school, I uh, learned how you can make business cards, right? On like using the Microsoft suite. And so yes. I would make business cards for myself and I printed them out. And right. I think what I put down for my business card would be the same degree that Donkey would have. <laughs> And what what was I that? Put, uh, I had a PhD in fun and a minor in astrology. I love that. That actually would be a very. I would like to hire that mm-hmm. person with that with those mm-hmm. degrees. Mm-hmm. Speaking of donkey not being smart, how does he not know where children come from if he has four children? Yeah. I don't know. That was I. I do remember exactly where you're, you're saying that was on the ship when Puss in Boots was yes. g- going to explain. You know, the works. Yes. They and Donkey's like, how does it happen? I'm like, boy, you did it. You have listen. Not only did you do it, you figured out how to do it with a donkey. I mean, with a fucking dragon. Mm-hmm. So obviously. You are creative in some way. <laughs> Eddie Murphy? Yeah, no, nah, he knows. He was just he was just yanking the chain there, I think. Yanking the chain. I have to ask you. Ask me. Because cause, cause it, it, it is a topic of debate for many years on the internet. Do you find Shrek attractive? Shrek? Like, is, is Shrek no. hot? No. No? No, I do not. Especially watching this shrek the third where you see him shirtless a bunch just the way you have they have the body like molded onto his back and shoulder conglomerate (laughs) it's not it's not a good look it's a realistic it's a realistic body type of a large man but no no you can't say that because the the shrek's head his legs are so he has no neck yes that's the problem that's my biggest problem is that their heads are so big their heads are so big and i know i know and i know it's because they're ogres i know I, i get it but like Sometimes, like, him or Fiona will turn, and I'm like, oh, that's a big head. That's huge. He has no neck. He has they no neck. They got big heads. Heads bigger than brat they skulls. Big heads. And, like, at this point, it's 2007, right? Like, they have already put out many movies. The eyelashes and eyebrows still don't look I was going to bring that up as well. What the fuck were up with the eyelashes and the eyebrows? They were Why they were, were they so weird. Too pretty. They were too pretty, but I feel like yes, that. 
But I feel like the eyelashes were just like not attached. Like, does that make sense? Like they were drawn a, a, on top of their eyelids and not like a, attached to their eyelids. I, I guess so. I see what you're saying. I just remembered thinking the eyelashes were just too nice for an ogre. Too full. Like, and they, they did something with the color of the pupils and the way they hit the light. Yes. Where you look at those big old brown eyes. And I don't want to. I mean... Uh. How did how did Track and Fiona have two children with blue eyes? He has brown eyes. It's a fucking dominant gene. That's true. I don't know. How does that happen? You're right. Not only not just one, but two. Because I, I mean, I get it. This, this, these are the eyes, answers we demand from the Shrek Corporation. I demand, I demand to know the genealogy of ogres. How Question number one. How does, how does Question that number one. How does how does Shrek sex work? I, I don't want to. You said genealogy that gets lumped in with question number two was two thousand seven an inside job. Yes. yes. Those are all my questions. CJ, you know how Shrek sex works. We read a very long fan fiction about it last year, two years ago. No. We almost went a full hour, Alexa, without bringing that up. <laughs> we almost, I almost, I almost got think, away with not having to talk about this. You think I wasn't gonna bring? I up was close. The we were close. Extremely long. I don't know. No, well no. Let's listen. Fan fiction of Shrek and Gru of Despicable Me fame. All right, fuck it. Let's talk about it. All right. We've talked about worse here. All right. I admit it, I, listeners. I think we may have mentioned it before. Yeah, I admit it. When, when Alex and I went on vacation with a bunch of our friends to Disney and Universal, this was way back in 2019. Wow. Um, ages ago. Yes, I did read aloud to them a uh, Shrek and Gru fan fiction. It was an erotic fan. Very. Fiction. Um. It was very graphic. It left everyone uh afterwards changed uh for better or for worse it is still the jury's still out it it lives in my mind rent free and will forever Mm -hmm. um i recommend you don't read this fan fiction i sent it to my friend she read it and what were her thoughts (laughs) i don't remember she was already like reading other fan fiction that was probably good and i was like you want to read a bad fan fiction you want to read shrek and Gru have sex she's like absolutely so it was, but i don't know if she ever finished the it. worst thing was that it was so well written it was so well written and there was so much intrigue and so many questions that arised arouse arot not arouse oh <laughs> you were aroused you were there's so aroused. many questions like like, why I would rather die than say I was aroused by that, <laughs> CJ. I would, if I ever became aroused be- by the infamous Let- Shrek and Groot fanfiction, okay. it's because we know. that's when you can put it's me down. because we know the performance I gave while reading it out loud was, <laughs> it was fantastic. So I, it really I had, was. like, this faux British us. voice, because I can't do a real British it was- accent. It was very yeah. good. He should read audiobooks, but like specifically erotic ones between Shrek yeah, and Gru. Oh, if it pays, let me talked, add it. Shrek murdered Donkey in that fanfiction. Yeah. It was bad. And then he kept his femur. He did, yes. That was that was a plot point. That's a that's a big 
bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ogres are big men. Now that I think about it. That is true. They're very large, which you don't um, realize until they start standing next to, like, human characters. And you're like, oh, you are a large being. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't. I don't like that Shrek called the king dad. And that's just. I think it's just weird in general. I don't. I feel you. No, no, no. I, I know. It's I'm, a, I'm aboard the same train. I think it's a little, little. Uh, I think it's strange. I. I think it was interesting that we had some sort of breakthrough about Shrek's parents because, in the original Shrek, so, Shrek was originally not played by Michael by Mike Myers. That was not the original plan. Mm-hmm. Shrek was played by Chris Farley. That's right. And he recorded the majority of the dialogue before he passed away. So then Mike Myers stepped in, completely re-recorded the movie, and then re-recorded it With a again different accent, in a Scottish right? accent. Because I had, I looked it up last night, a couple nights ago. I was like, why does Shrek have a Scottish accent? It's because Lord Farquaad had a British accent, had a posh accent, and he wanted a working class Scottish accent, so he chose Scottish, which I think is pretty good. But I found clips of Chris Farley reading Shrek lines. Oh, I would love to hear that. CJ fucking broke my heart. Like, not both because it's sad that Chris Farley has passed. Yeah, but like, wow, like what a vulnerable take on Shrek he had. Like, it was the scene in the first Shrek where Shrek and Donkey are looking up at the stars and whatever and it's a vulnerable moment between the two of them as friends um but like obviously there were lines cut and there were changes to the story but the lines that he was reading like he was talking about how like about his how he has like underlying trauma from his parents and about how like his parents like like he wants to like make like a good home to like have a loving family because that's what he never had with his family and like he just wanted to show his parents that like he could do it and that's why he was like fighting so hard to keep this swamp of his because he wanted his own land that he could provide for others and i was like i'm uh, this is a very emotional first of all for chris farley no less who i whom i don't think i've ever seen a particularly vulnerable um performance from him but i was like wow what could have fucking been i was so depressed i mean i think mike myers does a terrific job as shrek but i was like man could have been a totally different movie I would love to hear those clips. Definitely send it after this. I'll send them Thank to you. you. Yeah. Listeners, just look up um, Chris Farley Shrek clips and like you can see like the uh, storyboards of his, and his voice behind it. But yeah. So I, I mean, I think in this movie when he and they also touched on it in the musical and then they said something in another movie about how, yes, about how like ogre parents sometimes eat their oh children. yeah they said it in 2007 yeah but i feel like i remember it being in another one as well unless i'm just like imagining it because All i uh, once again i have ingested a lot of shrek content this we week. have sung the shrek franchise a lot of praise right now but alexa would you, would you care to take a ride with me to the one star amazon reviews for shrek the third i would i would love that k samsel has a one-star review from November 8th, 2019, titled No Thanks. This is the review. This one is super dark, not for kiddos. That's it? That's it. I 
Um, I would argue that it is the least dark out of all of them. And the most kiddish. Daniel has something to say. Daniel had a review in May 21st, 2020. One star review titled, You have to have huge ears. These are huge. The review. Why are they so big? Mm -hmm. Who has ears that big? These things are huge. (laughs) No, what? What? And that's the review. Shrek's ears? I don't know. The people's ears? Whose ears? I don't know. That's it. That's you just that's the review. Ear. That's from 2020. In 2020, this man was like, "Why are Shrek's ears so big?" Uh, okay. And you know what? This might be the last one. This is from Sally Maxwell, reviewed in Canada on July 30th, 2020. One star review titled "Oops." I did it again. Here's the review. I didn't open the case until a few months later when my grandchildren came to visit. The disc inside was Shark Tales. The kids enjoyed the shark story, but we really wanted Shrek 3. Why did you only have Shrek 3? Like, were your grandkids so excited about only Shrek 3? They did love the shark tale, so the tale of the shark. They really loved the shark tale. I really liked Shark Tale growing up. I haven't watched it in a while, but I feel like the whole thing was an allegory for children, for uh, for gay people. So. I don't, I don't remember Shark Tale. I definitely watched it. Couldn't tell you what it's about though. Martin Scorsese is in it. Yeah, yeah, that's impressive. And that was my first intro to Martin Scorsese as a child. <laughs> so for the longest time, I thought Martin Scorsese was an actor and not a prolific filmmaker. Yeah. I just knew him as the puffer fish from That'll Shark do it. Tale. That'll do it to you. That'll do it. Did you think that Merlin looked like David Cross? Oh my god, I see it. Right? Holy crap. Merlin from Shrek the Third looks like David Cross, known actor in Blue Men Group Aficionado from Arrested Development. Yes, and, and uh, uh, never nude. Yes. Of I he walked out and for a second like I forgot he was played by Eric Idle and I was like oh they made him look like David Cross because David Cross plays him and then Eric Idle's voice came out and I was like ah <laughs> this was an accident wow they did this on accident. I, I did not even think about how much he looked like him until you said it he does he really does he does yeah. um what other oh so okay so Shrek doesn't want to be king so he goes to find the heir who is played by Justin Timberlake, and he's some loser named Artie, which I, I don't know why he was a loser. He was a perfectly handsome young man who had no personality traits, so I don't know why he was a loser and why the dorks of the school were dunking on him, regardless. So, like, um, Shrek doesn't tell him that Shrek is next in line to be king. He just tells him, like, oh, I'm he, the king sent for you by name for you to be the heir. And, like... Arthur's super jazzed about it and he's like oh cool I really want to be the king and then he gets scared because they're like oh well people might want to kill you but I mean he's 16 so of course but the whole time they're like Shrek's like I'm not gonna tell him that I'm next in line and then later in the movie like it's revealed to Justin Timberlake that Shrek was lying to him the whole time and didn't tell him that he was next in line my question is 
Why would it have been such a big fucking deal if Shrek told him? Who cares? It was just another way to have conflict, to be like, was like, you know, injected into the story. It was such... But it, like, was such stupid conflict. Like, there was no point to that conflict. It was just like, I'm not going to tell him. Why? No answer. Like, all you had to be, do was be like, hey, Arthur, it's me, Shrek. I'm next in line to be king, but as you can tell from just my general persona... I am not fit for that. Do you want to be king, you dorky-ass loser? And he'd be like, yep, and that's it. That's the end of the movie. There you go. Did we talk about the body swapping? We did not. And that wasn't... Don't call it a storyline. It was like... Yeah, you're right. It was like such a side, side, side piece. I literally have a note that says a body swapping plot at this hour? Like, I... And there was no, so, so Merlin transports Arthur and Shrek and Donkey and Puss in Boots back to far, far away because their boat wrecked on Merlin's Island. Um, so he transports them with magic and then Puss in Boots and Donkey inexplicably switch bodies and then they're just body swapped for the rest of the movie. But like, there's really only a half hour of the movie left. So why... Did they feel the need to they do that? They just wanted to pump out a couple more cheap jokes. I guess, but like, again, there's too many characters and there's too much go. There's too much happening. I 100% agree with you. Like, with the princess, and the princesses too. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph and Amy Sedaris. Like, they're great and their performances were great and I had a good time. But it was very much like that mid-2000s girl power version of feminism where it was like we don't need men and we are we can do kung fu and we are very strong girl power like we don't need fancy dresses and you're like i was watching it i was like "Mm, we've moved past this i would have liked them julie andrews kicking ass though was yeah i would have liked them to tackle that in a different more pro like uh give it more time you know actually have that yes Everything needed more time. Yeah. Everything needed more time. And, or or none at all. Or none at all. The body swapping should have been a thing. I also, while I think Prince Charming is a very fun character, I don't think he held his own as a villain. Um, I think he was fine. I think because we knew him from the second movie, it then developed better. I think the way he went about, you know, being a villain wasn't the strongest, but I think him as a villain was cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I like, yes, I feel like they could have made him a better villain. I didn't think that the way that he wrote him in this movie was a good villain because, like, even the climax of this movie, like, the climaxes of the other movies, Shrek is bursting in, on a wedding and he's crashing a wedding and with a dragon and it's very dramatic the second movie you have the i need a hero climax which is iconic Mm -hmm. cinema but then this one they're like and now prince charming puts on a weird musical which is funny but shouldn't have been the climax of the movie like it was just very boring and 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 shrek just wins over the audience and everyone there even though Prince Charming has essentially ransacked the entire town and turned it into a fucking sty and called himself the king, but now everybody's going to turn on him because Shrek is in chains and and making bad jokes on stage with him? 
stupid. This I'm with you. Writing yeah. was flimsy. Flimsy. I liked Prince Charming's leg. We're giving well. more evidence like... and more reason that this was an inside job. It was an inside job. Um, let's see. Uh, when the movie first started, it was rated PG um, for, amongst other things, swashbuckling action. Oh. Which I thought was fun. Swashbuckling. Um, swashbuckling action. It's cute. I like that. Um, Why not? There was a there was a joke in which uh, when the villains all go in, they like ransack this store that's called like Versace. Ye- Vers- Versace Archery. No. That being said, those are ho- a lot of those are holdovers from Trek Two, which have the most peak brand yeah. puns you will ever see. And every time I watch the movie, which I have seen it many, many, many times, including not in English. I saw it in Greek, in Greece, oh. when it came out. I've seen this movie, Shrek 2, many, many wow. a time. And I still will watch it and be like, oh, holy shit, that's a new pun that I see in the background. Um, but Versace is good. No, there's another one that's like ye old booker or something. And then the villains come in and they put up an H and an oh, S. Yes. So it says, oh, or yeah, no, ye old booter. And they change it to say ye old hooters. And I was like... It's not really a joke. Yes, I do remember that. Boobies. The other uh, brand pun I liked in this movie was when they were giving like a Viking funeral to the Frog King. And they yes. placed his body in a uh, box and put it on the lily pad, set it free. And then you see on the box it says like R.I.P. And it has a picture of the frog, but the then it also says Foot Locker. Yeah, and I was like, that's not really a joke. Also, uh, that scene... I think it kind of started out funny because Shrek and Fiona are like exhausted from like a long day of attempting to be stand in for king and queen. And then somebody knocks on the door and Shrek says, well, somebody better be dying. And then they they smash cut to the next scene where the king is literally on his deathbed going, I'm dying. And I was like, that's kind of funny. But then the rest of the scene is like, like borderline mean, like. It, like it was kind of mean this like very prolonged death scene of this poor frog man yeah i mean like we said before they were beating a dead frog beating a dead frog and then at his funeral they played live and let die which why was that the because choice? the man died so it's funny haha i guess that song's like a, from a bond movie I don't know. It's not... It's what not I want to talk about from that scene is they all walked away. Is that shoebox with a dead frog in it still in that fountain? Oh my god, good point. I was thinking about like that, that This is not an ocean we're talking about, and it wasn't set on fire. It was just a frog in a yeah. shoebox in a fountain. It was a frog in a shoebox in a fountain. Like, what? That wasn't a good viking funeral that wasn't a good funeral in general now he's just in a fountain in your front yard what what Mm -hmm. the fuck also um king harold who is the frog his wife's name is queen lillian like lily like lily pad pad. and again terrific writing on trek 2's part they constantly are dropping hints that he used to be a frog because like there's a scene where She's talking to him about like, because he's like, I can't believe my daughter married an ogre, blah, blah, blah. He's also played by 
John Cleese, who is a welcome addition to any, oh, anything. Oh, yes. Really. He can come to my house at any um, point. Yes. At any point. I'd love to have him for dinner. Um, so he's... He's arguing, like, I can't believe my daughter married an ogre. And she's like, oh, but you remember young love? We were walking in the park past the lily ponds, and they were in bloom. And you're like, oh, that's cute. And then later when he goes to the bar, like, he passes by this other, like, frog lady. And she's like, hey, do I know you from somewhere? But you just think that the frog lady's hitting on him. But then later you're like, oh, no, she literally did? Oh my gosh! And there were some other ones too that I can't remember. It's good. Now I want to watch Shrek. It was two good again. stuff. I just you're making me Shrek. want to go back and watch Shrek too. It's so good. I also did notice that in these movies, and I don't know. I haven't watched. I did just watch the um, the uh, why is this escape? Oh, How to Train Your Dragon. I did watch all of those recently, but I, which are fabulous, highly recommend. But I didn't notice, but I did notice in these movies that they have very realistic skin textures. Like, did you notice I, I don't, that? I don't get what you're trying to say. I do know in Shrek 1, so, the animation was not great with the actual no, character models with backgrounds. No. But, like, no, definitely not. But, like, this everybody, the characters skin themselves, like, you can see a lot of, like, pores and you can see like like where like a, a shadow coming in where they could have shaved and they also have uh like moles and stuff just in random places and the reason why i noticed this was because in shrek 2 when shrek becomes handsome human shrek he has like different moles and birthmarks on his face on his face and i was like oh that's kind of like an interesting choice that you would do that but then i looked at his face as shrek and he has discoloration on his face in that exact place and i was like I started looking at the other characters and I was like, every character has like unique birthmarks and like skin types, which I thought was kind of cool. It does get a little, it kind of just skeeves me out when I just see how many pores that they gave these characters. okay. (laughs) Like you can't figure out eyelashes, but everybody's got a lot of pores. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something I completely missed. Something that I like. Yeah, something that I enjoy. Um, do you think, okay, so you don't think that Shrek is attractive. Do you think that human Shrek is attractive? Um, from my recollection, I would say he, he could be attractive. Yes. I think he could at different angles. Let me look up a picture again real quick. Yeah. Sometimes I, like, when I look at him, I'm like, no, there's something weird. He just doesn't look correct. And then other times I'm like, in like different angles, I'm like, You know what he reminds me of? Do you, do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? He looks like uh, in the earlier seasons, um, the fiance that was um, really boring. To who's fiance? Oh my god! What was her name? Peralta's wife. A- Amy Santiago's uh, not fiance. Amy Santiago's boyfriend in the earlier seasons, who's also a cop, who was really boring. Boring boyfriend. Oh my god, people are literally googling it. Teddy yeah, Ramos. Sure. Oh my god. Do you see god, it? Do you see does. it? There you go. He weird. Weird. Th- that immediately came to mind when I googled uh human trek. He does. I mean he's handsome. I guess human check Shrek is handsome. I have to say, when 
Shrek was like, and Shrek 2, like, Fiona, we could stay this way forever. You just have to kiss me. And I would have been like, okay. <laughs> I would. I would rather have human Shrek. But then again, I'm not in love with Shrek. She is, so. But would have been human Fiora, uh, Fiora and human Shrek? Or would have been Fiona? Fiona, sorry. Uh, yes, human Fiona and human Shrek. So the, the potion that they drank. I had, to, CJ texted me during, while we were watching Shrek the third and was like, can you refresh my memory on Shrek 2? I paused the movie. This is why my movie ended so much later you wrote. than yours. I literally paused it because I gave him the full rundown because it was very fresh, fresh in the mem. She said, she typed to me, and I quote, I'll say this as quick as I can. Okay, so Fiona's parents heard that she got married and her curse was broken, so they called her and her husband to the kingdom and realized that she married an ogre, and so she stole an ogre, but the king was supposed to fix a marriage between her and Prince Charming, who is the fairly godmother's son, and also Shrek is having issues adjusting to royalty, and the king hates Shrek because he's an ogre, so fairy mother godmother threatens the king to get rid of the Shrek so Charming can steep in, so he hires Push and Boots to kill him, but then after the Shrek becomes friends after, like, one fight, I don't know, it's unclear, lol, so Shrek goes to the fairy godmother to ask her if she has a potion to make him a human, because she thinks he thinks it can make Fiona's life easier, and the three of them they make a steal potion that turns out to make a human and Shrek, a handsome human and turn him back into a human, so Prince Charming sees the opportunity pretends that he is a real human Shrek and that the Shrek is sad because the fairy godmother tells him that this is how it should be anyway and then the fairy godmother throws the Shrek trio in jail and forces the king to give Fiona a love potion so that she can fall in love with the charming at like a ball for their wedding where the fairy godmother sings the iconic I need a hero meanwhile Shrek is like nah fuck this I'm gonna go get my wife and then the fairy tale friends help the trio to get out of jail and they make a giant gingerbread name named Mungo to storm the castle cue I need a hero battle montage and then they do it and Fiona finds out that the charming isn't actually Shrek but kisses but Charming kisses her anyway, and it turns out that the actual king never gave her the love potion to begin with, so then Fiona and Shrek become ogres again, and then the fairy godmother gets hit with her own wand and perishes into bubbles, and then it turns out the king is actually a frog who used to be the fairy godmother to become a human because he fell in love with the Fiona's mother. It also turns out the Docky had babies with the dragon. Yes. Very detailed. Correct. I thought the don- the Thank you. I thought the donkey dragon babies are kind of cute. Oh, they are really absolutely like. hideous. I think you they think are so? god-awful ugly. I think, I, but I also find a lot of, like, ugly things kind of, like, so ugly that they're cute. And I think the close-up on them when they all had crazy eyes was a little upsetting. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I, I think they're kind of fluffy. <laughs> like, they look kind of cute. Yeah, I don't know, man. They they they, they, they kind of put me off them. a little bit. I enjoy them. I think they're kind of cute. I can't believe Donkey doesn't know how sex works. I think he does. I think he's he was pulling one over. He was pulling one he over. He was just being like willfully mm-hmm. ignorant. Mm-hmm. What potential this film had. Is there anything else, Alexa, before we wrap this up? I have so many um, so many tidbits, so many facts. You want to slap them in? If you would like them. Yeah. So the budget was $160 million. It made $813.4 million, almost a billion dollars. Oh um, and it was the best opening weekend ever for an animated film for many years until it was topped by Finding Dory a couple years ago. But not by much, like by a slim margin. Um, so like I said, the director was Chris Miller, um who was the story artist for shrek the head story artist for shrek 2 and he's the voice of the magic mirror as as well as other things he also was a different director than the first two shreks because that director whose name escapes me left the projects to focus on the narnia films so which are also very good so other director knew as shit i don't think this chris miller guy was the best choice think he knows the 
movie, but not great. Um, the producer um, is Aaron Warner, who also produced all the other Shreks, as well as a million other things. But he voices the big bad wolf. Oh, there you go. So everybody's got roles. I think that's very cute. Um, Eddie Murphy, some 2007 connections. Eddie Murphy, who plays, of course, the donkey, uh, is mm-hmm. Norbit, mm-hmm. which we will tackle one day. Uh, Julie Andrews, who's the queen, she's the narrator of Enchanted. Justin Timberlake, who uh, plays Arthur, is in a movie we haven't started yet called Southland Tales. Oh, yes. Which a lot of people from 2007 are in South. It Southland seems Tales. so. Yeah. It seems like a big ensemble cast, which is so funny because it's like a lot of big names and we've never mm-hmm. heard of it. So, um, Conrad Vernon. Another one of the people that worked on the crew. He voices the gingerbread man and Rumpelstiltskin and a bunch of other people. Um, but he is also a bit part in the B movie. Oh. Which we also have to get to. Larry King is also yes, in the Yes, I do movie. know that one. Yes. Amy Poehler is in Blades of Glory and Mr. Woodcock. Mr. Woodcock we haven't done yet. Ian McShane, who played Captain Hook, plays the dad in Hot Rod. Not the dad that left. The dad that uh, Andy Samberg is also playing. Oh, fighting. okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one blew my mind. John Krasinski. Yes, he's Lancelot. I did know that one. He's yep. Lancelot. Had no idea. He's also in Smiley Face and Licensed to Wed. Haven't done this. Seth Rogen is the fucking ship captain. What? Who says one word, what? I think, or three words. They really love yes. to shove in celebrities just to minor just shit in this shoving those celebrities wow. and obviously seth rogan he didn't do anything in two th- he didn't act in 2007 but he did write knocked up and uh he acted bad. in superbad oh yeah he was in superbad yeah. you are correct he was also in superbad um so this was written by a duo named jeffrey price and peter s seaman seaman <laughs> don't know so they wrote Amongst other things, Last Holiday, which is a Queen Latifah romantic comedy that my mom and I love. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, what? Jim, Jim Carrey's Grinch. But also things like Wild Wild West. So they truly only have strokes of genius or strokes of mediocrity. Wow. <laughs> Nothing Who in Framed Roger Rabbit? I would love to see again. Oh my goodness. Oh my god, I love one of my favorite movies of all time. Wow. Love that movie. I could probably recite that whole movie Damn. by heart. I know I can recite Shrek by heart because when I was watching it the other night, mind you, I wasn't really watching it. I just had it on in the background while I was cleaning my room and reorganizing things. And I could, I was literally speaking, not even thinking about it, subconsciously speaking the lines along to, well, to the Well, here's the... Here's here's your challenge. What's the first line? Um, it's once upon a time. Fuck, that was an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's long ago, but I'm pretty sure it's once upon a time. Okay. I saw Smash Mouth in concert twice. That's impressive too. Three times. That counts as a Shrek property. Okay, so- it is. I, I, let me tell you why. So the first time I saw Shrek was in, two, was in 2014. My roommate and I were living in Florida and 
Smash Mouth makes almost consistent appearances at their Food and Wine Festival concert series in Epcot. So the first time, my roommate and I are 19 and going through a weird Shrek phase um, where we just talked about Shrek and made Shrek jokes all the time. So we were like, well, of course, we're going to have to see Mm -hmm. Smash Mouth. So the first night of Smash Mouth, we are 19 and sneaking drinks and feeling great. Smash Mouth starts bringing people up on stage. Smash Mouth is also not sober. So we all had a very good time getting on stage with Smash Mouth. Yes. They brought people on stage to just sing and dance to All Star. And I'm a believer. Um, And then they got in a lot of trouble. And then they were also like taking people's hats. And then at one point, a random child was sitting on, I'm assuming it's his child, but a child was sitting on the shoulders of like the keyboardist. It was very confusing. What a wild Um, time. So, yes. So also my roommate and I decided to put in a request because we knew Smash Mouth was going to be there for four nights. We put in a request to take off for four the four days that Smash Mouth was there as a joke because when you request it off you can write in the notes what it's for and we wrote in the notes for Smash Mouth and it was both it was approved for the both of us so then we had four days off to go do whatever the fuck we want includes including see Smash Mouth which we did again but you could tell that they got in trouble for the their last performance because it was a much more Mm, muted concert mm. Then cut to four years later, it's 2018. I'm going back to Disney. It's the Flower and Garden Festival. Um, we're literally, I have no, I, we know nothing about it. We picked a random day to go to Epcot. I'm with my two friends and my boyfriend, and we are riding the tram from the parking lot to the, uh, to the park. And they're like, and also, don't, you know, here are the things for the day. Here's like when the park hours. Also, don't miss Smash Mouth playing today. And we are like, hold the fucking phone. As Shrek famously said in the first movie, hold the phone. We gotta fucking see Smash Mouth. So then we saw Smash Mouth again. And as we're watching Smash Mouth, they start playing. I'm a believer. And a whole row of people in the front of a solid 20 people pull out Shrek ears oh my God. and just start wearing them. Which means that this was this a was planned and coordinated yeah. attack. Because yeah. you can't buy those Shrek ears in Disney. You have to go to Universal to purchase them. So that was a planned attack. And I think they felt a little sad about it. I don't know. Aww. I couldn't tell. Or maybe they capitalized off of it. It was I was very drunk that evening. But it was a great time. I've seen Smash Mouth three times in concert and they're they're pretty good. That's wonderful. That is I, that is fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I love Shrek. I'm glad that you do. No, I don't. I do. I, the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, wow. What a great film fan film franchise it's not really a franchise it's a series thank you france for making such a ser- good series thank you to the people of france for birthing mm-hmm. shrek mm-hmm. he was born there he was a c-section to be to be fair but yes to be fair i mean that you can't fit that no god anything. no why is his head so big <laughs> his head is so big i also really appreciate the real the the realism of a bald man that has hair everywhere but his head. Yeah, I mean that's always the Very case, realistic. I feel. 
all the bald people I know in person and online, they got hair everywhere else but the head. Hair everywhere but their head. It's a it's a weird phenomenon. Is Shrek? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I think it's time to close this storybook that we call Shrek the Third. What do you think, Alexa? Yeah, because I'm. You're you're off on cloud nine thinking about bald men right now. There's this shirt. There was this shirt at Universal last year that you could buy at the Shrek ride that said, "I love my sexy bald oh, I guy." Remember. I remember. And I was gonna. And then there was the the accompanying shirt that says, "I'm the sexy bald guy." And I sent it to my boyfriend who is bald, and I was like, "I'm gonna buy these for us." <laughs> he was like, "No, thank you." I thought it was funny. Who purchases that? People like me who thinks it's stupid. Yeah, yeah. those are Christmas gifts that get put back in the in the corners of the closet. God. I love my sexy <laughs> It's so stupid. Ladies. What's your favorite? Wait, before we start, what's your favorite Trek movie? I don't know. I, I, one or two. 100%. Understandable. Yeah. We have we you have to watch the fourth one just for posterity. I do. I I should. Yes. We. Anyway, I'm sorry. We're thinking. Of, I'm thinking no, about good. Shrek. Ladies, gentlemen, and those who go by neither, I I beg you right now. And those that go by both. Yeah. I I beg you. Yeah. Stop thinking about the bald men right now. Stop thinking about the sexy. Because bald. it's time to thank Gina. Gina. Gina! Hi, Gina. Hi, Gina. Gina, what's your favorite? Go ahead, say it right now. Say it. Whoa. Oh my god, all right. Not, not no, what I not at all. But, well, you know, Gina, I. You have to respect. I, sure, we will. Uh, thank you, even though your opinions. Uh, thank you for letting us use your song, 20 <laughs> something, off your album, Yellow. It's great. Listen to our new song, Mr. Lennon. Subscribe to her on Spotify. Um, all of that oh, good yeah. stuff. She is great. She's a queen. Um, you know, tweeted her. I'm glad that is. the artist of our theme song doesn't treat their children bad with beans. I am also glad. Do you think Shrek would ch- treat his children Absolutely bad with beans? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know why? Because Shrek is the most romantic. He's a romantic at heart. He's a romantic at heart. There was no love in this movie. Wait, hold on. Not to go back. There was no... The, the crux of my review this, this of this episode film, is never ending. <laughs> the crux of my review of this film is that the reason why it falls flat is because there was no love in this movie. And that's the whole crux of the Shrek series is that it's all about love and there was no love in this film. It was nothing but... But cynicism and hatred. Anyway, least least good Shrek. Thanks, guys, for listening. <laughs> um, follow us on our socials at Every2007Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. Um, big shout out. Okay, I know that we have talked about our Australian listeners before. But now we're starting to get, like, followers and likes from people in Australia. And listen, our lovely Australian listeners... 
I didn't think that you guys were actually real. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought that like maybe it was a I 100% movie. thought you guys were fake as well. Yeah. Yes, I thought I think I think However, when we now, record, we are speaking to the void and the void only. The void only and the void isn't speaking Mm-mm. back. But the Australians are starting <laughs> to speak back. And you know what? Shout out to the Australians. Aussies. Aussies Tell know us, what's up. Us, what is Australia's favorite Shrek movie? Yeah, do you guys even have Shrek over there? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe they don't. Who I don't knows? know, man. I don't know. Anyway, Shrek is love. Maybe Shrek Australia doesn't ha- let French movies get into the country. This is true. This is true. We do know of the great Shrek mm-hmm. wars between too much blood. And too Australia much blood was shed in 1997. It's too much bloodshed. It was a terrible, terrible time. Um. Well, guys, thank thanks you for listening yeah. to us. For getting through it for me, screaming about. Um, the Shrek films. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope you guys had a great holiday and you continue to have a great 2007, folks. I hope this 2007 is going to be better than last 2007. Yeah, last 2007 was wasn't great. The 2007 before that was wasn't bad, and then we really plunged. Yeah, plunged. But this one, you know what they start, say: third time's the charm. But you know, listen. 2020 could have just been the, the Shrek 3 of oh. our era. It was an inside job. It was an inside job by Jeffrey Katzenberg <laughs> himself. Because cause Quibi came out no, and died that year. No, no, We're ending it. Alexa. We're ending it. Guys. We'll see we will you all. We'll see you all. In 2007. In my swamp. 2007. It was a structure. No, yeah, I got it. What are you doing in my swamp? Swamp, 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 swamp. Anyway. Oh, seven.